Hi everyone, you're now listening to episode 80 of the Tilt and the podcast, hosted by me, Tabriz. And me, Faisal. Welcome back everyone, episode 80. Faisal, give me the energy man, we need it, we need it. It's hard. Damn. I know, it is a struggle right now, but I'll try, I'll try, I'll bring the energy. I'm trying as well, mate, I'm trying as well. It has not been a good week for the Blue Boys. As I'm in a good two months. <laughs> yeah, our fifth league defeat on the bounce. We did say, I know we enjoyed the World Cup, but we did say... <laughs> Where are you that, going with uh, this? You know, the World Cup being the winter and everything was a uh, was a ball eight before it. Obviously, it was a good tournament at the time, but now look. Now look at the knock-on effect it's had. It's been in the bunda. More than that. Yeah. It's absolutely taken us down. Yeah. So, in case you've been living under a rock, Blues took their fifth league defeat. And what a defeat to take. We were there. It was definitely, what would you say, Faze, a tense atmosphere, which kind of boiled yeah, over was. towards the end. We will get on to all of that in this episode. So, make sure you stay tuned. First, as always, Faze, let's bring it back. On a more lighter note, how's your week been? <laughs> I don't know how this is going to go as, as, well. if, as if there's, know, loads, if there's loads of things to Again, you dry on. January. Actually. No, it actually, wasn't dry January. It actually. wasn't dry January. Yeah, I mean, we were looking forward to the Blues game. That was like a little big event for us. Yeah. Speaking <laughs> um, of. Obviously, the Eubank fight. Watched that. Enjoyed that. Anyone yeah. who watched it, good little fight. I'm sure you'll agree. Uh, the UFC as well. It's good to have the UFC back. Mm-hmm. Few drinks before the game. Exactly, a few drinks before the game. First drinks of the of the month. This is yeah. And uh, to be fair, we didn't go overboard. We had what, like a couple of drinks. Couple of drinks. Couple of soft ones. To be fair, if Blues won, oh yeah, it yeah, could have yeah. it could have absolutely absolutely escalated. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Honestly, if you weren't there, you haven't seen the performance, particularly that first half performance. Yeah, I mean that could have tipped you over the edge, mate. You could oh, have no, had to go on and drown your sorrows. Yeah, I'm sure there exactly. were a lot of people that did that. It would have been a that. very depressing drink. That was the problem. <laughs> I mean, before it, I said to you, like, man, I can see this being, you know, 2-0, a really poor performance and us going down 2-0 at half-time. Well, that's a stark difference from episode 79, mate, when you said no, we were no, going to win 2-1, I think obviously. it was. But on the walk up to the ground, I mean, you know, I'm sure everyone was in agreement. Like, the confidence slowly oozes out of you as you make your way up to St. Andrews. Mm. Yeah, and it wasn't made any better by the freezing Arctic temperatures oh, no. that we've been having. Yeah. Another game, on a on a more personal note, Sunday League. I haven't played a Sunday League game since the 4th of December. Crazy. Because of weather. How mad. A blessing and a curse. Why, why a blessing and a curse? Come on. Because we, we, we're chasing that. We're in our villain arc. Oh, okay. we're, chasing that. Oh, we're chasing Gainville. Oh, no. <laughs> The gym, uh, the gym was still, obviously. Anyone who knows, we're still on the gym hype. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, no elicits for pre-workouts No elicits well, for pre-workouts, God. yeah, exactly. No more, uh, no more crashing. No, and as you know, cardio gets in the way of that. There's no way around it. So, uh, yeah, a blessing, I curse. And who wants to wake up at 9am on a Sunday? Yeah, I said it's absolutely the, freezing? Right, it's even worse. I wake up at 9 in the morning to sit there waiting for a text to say, yeah, it's on or it's off. And like I said, since the 4th of December, there's been a consistent text of it's off. Yeah, so mate. that does make it worse. Mate. But anyway, I think another key point in our week was, hopefully you listened to episode 78, the Blues Trust. We had a Blues Trust call. We did. We a did. call with 
a number, well, board members from the Blues Trust yep. and uh, some of the collectives, the fan groups, fan forums, yep. all on a call. So we'll get into that a little bit later. Or into the next segment, Blues News. So again, stay tuned. Right, before we get into Blues News, phase, let's do a shameless plug of the socials. And let's announce some exciting news as well. Right, if you don't already know, make sure you head over to our socials. You can find us on Instagram, at The Tilton 2. Yep, Twitter, Facebook, at The Tilton 2. YouTube, The Tilton 2. Like, comment, share, subscribe. And the exciting news is we, we genuinely have a website in the works. We're hoping to go live extremely, extremely soon. Yeah. We're hoping to build out further on the community we've built. There's going to be blog posts. We're hoping to get engagement. And yeah, make sure you stay tuned and check that out. You'll be the first to find out. Again, head over to the socials. We'll post it, post links, let everyone know once it's live. And also stay tuned to the podcast. So just a quick... I think just a quick mention, it is nearly their phase, isn't it? It is, yeah. Exciting. End of this month, we're hoping to get it live. Should be relatively easy to do, but um, yeah, it's been in the works for a little bit now. And we're excited about it. Really exciting. 2023, Birmingham City, we want our club back and we are going to hopefully build our community, a bigger community than we already have Yeah, uh, and get voices out there. So yeah, it'll be a good place to obviously build that community as well. Yeah, and have constructive conversations exactly. as well. Exactly. We love discussing the blues, as you can see. We love the sound of our own voices on the podcast. So make sure once that's live, you head over and just get involved. Yeah. Get involved. Yeah. All right. Moving on to blues news. Again, jingle pending. Jingle pending. Oh no, we do need to jingle there. We do, mate. We do. Right. First things first. Probably the. Again, on transfer news, it's been fairly fairly light, really. But the main one, Neil Etheridge. Now, me and you have said for a while now we want him off the books. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe a bit harsh. I think we one... even mentioned it last week. It's been it's been in the works for a little bit now, hasn't it? Mm, the it was, it's, it. it's, coming, it's coming off the back of the Forest Green game, isn't yeah. it? So it's literally only just know, in the last week. Exactly, yeah. But his heroics and... Uh, I mean, how funny is that? If you haven't seen the the clip that's doing the rounds on social media. Yeah, and Roy Keane, that's his job. I know, I know. (laughs) Yeah. That's his job. Typical Roy Keane. Captain rebound. Yeah, well, there you go. Not Roy Keane, average. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, he has that comment, I guess... How viral it's gone hasn't hasn't uh, hindered at all. If anything, it's done him a favour, Etheridge, and his profile. So two clubs apparently are interested in him. Stoke, Huddersfield. By the sounds of it, Huddersfield are leading the race because apparently Stoke are already looking at another keeper. It's Leicester's David Iverson, who's their first choice that they want to bring in. But they are eyeing up Etheridge apparently, but it looks like, again, Huddersfield are leading the race. Mm. Permanent or loan, I hear you ask. Unfortunately, it looks like it's a loan. And again, it's because of his high wages we're hearing. So Blues still can't get those wages off the books. It's going to take a big chunk of them off. But again, it's those ridiculous wages that we signed him on that is still hindering... Not surprising. Yeah, us getting him off the books, offloading him. It's not a surprise, is it, at all? Um, 
so yeah, Eustace has said on his press conference or his interview after the Preston game, which was fairly interesting and raises some points or I think points of note, he said he wants, basically he doesn't want any players to leave and especially the senior lads to stay because he needs leaders in the changing room. Mm. Now, this definitely goes against what he's said previously, months prior, where, you know, senior lads are leaders, there's loads of leaders in the changing room. And now he's going, well, you know, basically we need more leaders. No, where, well, where does that, you know, how does that change? If anything, we've brought more leaders, you'd think. I mean, Kevin Long, how old is he? Is he 32? Yeah, 32. Someone who's played, you know, in the Premier League, again, an experienced professional, He's been added to the ranks. You'd mm. think, well, that's just another leader. Yep. Another George player Friend. that people can look up to. Oh, mate, the list goes John on. John Ruddy. Yeah. Troy Deeney. The three Duke. strikers, let alone. Yeah, the three, exactly. you know, the defenders, you know, Gardner in midfield. You know, there's, there's so many lads that, you know, you'd think would be leaders. And for me, the note is we've gone from, or he's gone from saying, yeah, we've got, you know, quite a few senior lads who are leaders to now we need more leaders. Yeah, yeah. There's a shift. Yeah, massive shift that comes out of nowhere because nothing's changed. If mm. anything, we've added, you know, more I mean, senior yeah. players yeah, because it, it is, a, you know, an average age of that squad, genu- there, there, there definitely is, you know, a young nucleus yeah, to that yeah, team. Of course. But yeah, we've added, added, you know, Kevin Long, a senior player and we have a fair few senior mm. players. On, I mean, guys. the only thing that's changed is obviously the results, the run of form, all yep. of that, which, I don't know, I mean, it gives some insight from what Eustace is saying, and maybe there has been a shift in the dressing room. It's maybe clear, people hiding. I, mean, I think Ruddy touched on mm. it, might have been Eustace as well, but obviously the, the morale and the confidence in the dressing room has dropped massively for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, But yeah. I don't know. I don't know if that's a case of Eustace is seeing that no one's kind of taking responsibility or trying to push on. Whatever it is, there's there's definitely something that's uh, shifted his mentality. Yeah, definitely. Crazy. Definitely. I think we'll touch on more of that when we get into yeah, the, yeah, the Preston course. game next. But, I mean, if we're to offload Neil Etheridge, which, yeah, I think with his wages, it's yeah. something that, I think me and you and a number of Blues fans have wanted to do. Nothing against Etheridge, I just don't think he's up to the mark. No. And those and wages, I mean, we mentioned wages. it at the start of the season, they yeah. go up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they go up with his bonus or I whatever. Know, if he get, if, the reason why he's not playing the league is because there's a clause. If he plays yeah. any more games, apparently it goes up by a certain amount. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, already we extortionate were so Demanding a keeper at the start of the season. Thank and God we found Ruddy. What, you've been Johnny Sins? Yeah, Johnny Sins, exactly. But if he does go, what does that mean for our number two position yeah. phase? Well, we know what that means. It brings in Mr. Geacock again. I mean, it brings in Mr. Mr. Zach Geacock. Mr. All Reliable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who, I mean, if we're being serious, I just feel like he is someone who needs more minutes. I'm being very nice here. I'm He's someone who say, isn't bloody, up yeah. to the mark. Yeah. 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 Who's someone who isn't up I'm to sure, the mark? I'm sure, you know, I'm not I'm not saying anything about his career. Obviously I hope he has a very long career. I hope he progresses. Yeah, I hope he does 100%, everything 100%. in the sport. Hundred percent. I hope he gets Ballon d'Or. Yeah. Oh mate, if he could, unbelievable. <laughs> For all I care, get unbelievable. Ballon d'Or, mate. But yeah. all I'm saying is maybe the progression is not in a blue shirt right now. <laughs> I mean, you sound like a politician, mate. Amazing. That's all I'm saying. 
That's yeah. all I'm saying. I mean, his record is not a favourable. It it would rival. Or maybe it doesn't rival other goalkeepers. No, I don't think it does. I, I, to me, it's unheard of, personally. But I'm not a stat man in the goalkeeper world. So. It's a unicorn it's of, a, <laughs> of a record. It's a unicorn. <laughs> yeah. In the worst way. Uh, He's a y- unicorn. He's a dragon. Yeah. <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a double-edged sword, really, isn't it? Because Eustace, uh, Eustace Johnny Sins, a.k.a. John Ruddy, playing every single game. If oh, we no. get an injury to him, yeah. Yeah, 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 you know, we're already leaking goals, but we've got Ruddy, Mr. Reliable. There. Genuinely Mr. Reliable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really. If we have a keeper who you can't really rely on and players are already getting in, it's an absolute... Oh, I always feel it's... like it's not. I almost feel like it's not fair no, putting Gcock in honestly. goal. I genuinely honestly, do. Right now, with yeah, the one I'm being form, it is literally yeah. like putting him in front of a firing range. Yeah, it death is by firing insane. range, mate. It, is it really is. He'll just get pelted. He'll get. He gets lit up. He gets He's getting lit yeah. up, mate. There's wounds. Yeah, he's, he's ugly. getting injured. It's ugly. I know he's getting injured. But um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, everyone knows the run of form. Everyone knows what's been happening. If Johnny Sins can't keep out goals, what hope do we have with a player like Gcock at the moment? <laughs> That's really Oh my god. But again, I hope all the best. Obviously. Oh, 100%. 100%. Listen, if he can prove us wrong, I'm all for Mate, that. Mate, please prove us wrong. Please. But no, there is a problem there. Of course, there is. You know, yeah. the depth. Obviously, fingers crossed, John Ruddy looks healthy, looks fit. Yeah. Hopefully, nothing happens to him. The whole tenure he is at Oh, Blues, we need but, him. Yeah. Um, if you're being re- realistic, anything can happen any game. So yeah, it's not a uh, it's not a, a good problem to have at no, all. Not at all. Not at all. All right. So that is that is the effort situation in terms of players coming in. The links this week have been pretty non-existent. So nothing, unfortunately, to bring or raise there. We said it on last uh, last episode that Eustace had said that you know it's kind of like one in one out. Yeah. Um, so we'll we'll see. Stay tuned. As long as soon as we hear anything coming in, we'll yeah, let you it'll know. Be blasted on our socials Absolutely, and on the yeah. podcast. Yeah, last week we we raised the links with Jordan Hugel, and that seems to have gone all but quiet. Yep. So yeah, watch your space anyway. All right, let's talk phase about the Blues Trust call then. Go for Shall it. Shall we? Or should we tie it in with the next point of protests? Blues Trust call Blues first. Trust first yeah. All right. As we said at the start of the episode, we had a, a call this uh, this week. We were lucky enough to be invited to call hosted by Blues Trust. Had a number of board members on there, but it had, which is really good for us, I think, and for the whole community, had a number of, I guess, the leads within, you know, the different, different fan groups. Fan yeah. groups, yeah. yeah. Whether them being content creators yeah. or same media outlets, yeah, yeah, journalists, yeah, whatever. exactly. Um, and it was high profile fans, even, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was just really good, wasn't it? Everyone all on a call, yeah, everyone kind of singing from the same hymn sheet. The things that were coming out were, as you can probably guess, all around the ownership, yeah, saying the same things we've been saying, you know, it kind of once things are going well on the pitch. The ownership isn't really a problem or it's forgotten about. But when it turns ugly, when the form dips, then it's absolutely brought to the main front. Yeah, yeah. And 
yeah, on the call, it was all around, well, how do we get back yeah, our club? Yeah, how exactly. can we how actually we, take action? And how do we get... How do we get listened to? How do we get listened to? And how do we get everyone on the same page? Because it does come down to that as getting a body of fans to be in agreement. Is this definitely what we want? How yeah. we can push together and fight what would you say, fight in the same corner, basically. Yeah, 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 and have a unified voice. Exactly, exactly, because it is true, it is true, and that's what I found so good about the call, and hopefully continued calls, is there are so many different outlets, whether it's even us, Oh yeah. the different podcasts, different, you different know, demographics. Twitter fans, yeah. or, or Twitter profiles out there that are high profile, um, different demographics, exactly, whether that's an older audience, or a yeah, younger, younger audience, audience like ourselves, cultures. or anything. And um But yeah. all all one one thing in, in common. Exactly, you know, yeah. The club. Everyone wants exactly. the best for everyone the club. Wants the best for the club, yeah. So um yeah, very insightful. Good to get everyone's opinion. And um like you said, I mean that was a key topic which pretty obvious but also interesting to be part of it really. Yeah, and I, I think it's something I'd you know love to, to put out to, to our listeners. Yeah. You know, in terms of taking back some power of the club how would you go about it the things that were raised on the call were obviously the protests that we're seeing yeah but they're only effective if there's more than just a, a you know a small group of people those protests we saw last season and they do they start to snowball there yep. is a fair few people involved but making sure you know everyone's on the same same page everyone's pushing together i think another thing is as well which i think is really important even if you feel like you know you want to protest or you know you believe in the protest but don't want to you know making making fans feel like they're not alienated if they don't feel comfortable to protest there was also the point of forcing the club into administration which for me is a non-starter personally because of all the all of the things that come with administration, I think there'd be a points deduction, there'd be fines. Yeah. Um, and then you're kind of putting the club and forcing the club's hand into another owner. And I think one person said it perfectly, yeah. and the and the statement is, you know, out of the fire, out of the frying pan into the fire. You know, changing owners, yes, I agree. It has to happen. It does have to happen. BSHL needs to go. But you can't then go into the hands of, oh, yeah, another, let's say, yeah. Bozo Bassini. Exactly. Or and even like we went from Carson Young to these. Like, oh, you know, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, hasn't been great. No. And it, yeah, we need to make a change. The club needs to literally pivot into a different direction. Yeah. Um. So it's all about making sure, you know, the right things happen. Yeah. We don't force, I feel like, the hand because... Yeah, the last thing you want to do if you're in administration already, I don't think Blues from the Max Co bid look on the outside and we're not. That's a fact. We're not the most attractive club to buy. I think once we go into administration, we become even less attractive. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, yeah. again, the point was made on the call. Administration's very unlikely in terms of just from a financial standpoint, mm. obviously, based on the value of the club and their stocks the, their stock value it just doesn't make sense for them obviously they'd rather hold the club yeah. but um, 
another thing I wanted to mention, I mean, obviously you, you touched on it in terms of sort of the fan engagement and, and what they can do and stuff like that. It does come back to, again, having like a unified voice, putting together. When I look back at last season um, and you look at the, the protest, I think it was in the Watford game, wasn't it? Where, you know, the plane went past and all that oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. That wasn't last season. Was it was the season before. It was the season before, yeah. yeah. Either way, that's the kind of thing. I think if you can pull together and do certain things that get a voice in the bigger football world. I know, and go viral, that's, really. That's yeah. what's going to make more of a difference. Because really, you know, like, like even again, we'll touch on the protests and what Blues have got moving forward and all that stuff. But when, you know, the fans are just crowded around the director's box, let's yeah. say, and stuff like that, especially for our board, do they really give a shit? Let's be real. Like, do they really care? It's very easy, even just after the game, you know, if they're... If they don't care about the club or anything like that, it's like water off a duck's back, isn't it, at the end of the day? Yeah. When there's external pressure, it's more embarrassing because it's on Sky Sports News or it's getting, you know, talked about on TalkSport or things like that and there's different media actually covering it or whatever. Yeah. Then it gets to a point where if we've got any hope, basically, of getting attention from the owners or making them think anything, I feel like that's the only pull we've got. I agree, and I think it's something that has to be consistent. I think for yeah. them, they know they can ride the wave exactly because they've seen it happen. Yeah. Look at Fresh, all of this season. Throw your eyes it. back to the yeah, just a couple of months ago, yeah. and everyone is singing, dancing, excited about the Blues. There's a buzz around the club again, and they get away with it. Yeah, it's yeah. as if you know everything's all hunky dory. Yeah, it's just reality. I mean, we, we were mentioning it on the podcast. We've been mentioning it really the Numerous whole season, times. like you know how it's 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 quiet on that front, which is fine because even for us, you know, if we're performing, who cares yeah. as much? And obviously, we had the excitement of the Mexico stuff in the background, hopefully coming through. But um, yeah, it's just it needs it to does, be, and it just does come back to obviously, we're all kind of fickle as fans. It's football, though, isn't it? Exactly, it that is. is football. That's the reality. It is, and it's just yeah. Just keeping that consistent voice, if that's yeah. what we want as fans, which it is. Yeah, I think that's what everyone shares. Yeah, we just have to pull in the right direction and the same direction. And as well, which is even more difficult, is it has to be done the right way. Yeah, we don't exactly. want to tarnish the club. I know, and, and you don't want to, exactly. You, know, you don't want to make like yourself, awful like club. I'm saying about the media coverage. Yeah. You could easily do it in a way that makes you go viral because you look like scum. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, which, like ripping up the ground. Exactly, which then like is even worse because who's going to want to invest? No. Who's yeah. going to want to invest? Okay, then BSH are out eventually, but then who's going to want to come along and buy it? Yeah. Who's going to want to take the risk because it is a risk anyway? Massive risk. Not just financially, but it's a risk of, okay, can this club turn around? If they don't turn around, well, we're going to face this backlash. Yeah, exactly. And then these business owners or whatever have bought the club, it's their reputation on the line if they don't succeed. Mm. They're going to be the ones on the news getting ripped out of the club. It's Yeah, yeah it's if like you put yourself sword, in their shoes, it exactly. A it's a very tough one. He is a tough one. It's but a way of doing it in a classy way. It's a, yeah. <laughs> a bit of a stupid way to say it. But, yeah. you know, in a way that doesn't make us as fans look bad, but yeah. it gets our message across. Yeah. I mean, the key put out I want to make is just... To our audience, to our listeners, is there, what do you want to see, basically? Have you got any ideas of how 
as a collective, we can make a difference. Yeah. You know, as listeners of the podcast, you know, we always see us as all of one big collective. Uh-huh. Anything, you know, something that if you get in contact with us on our social medias, we can take that forward to the next yep. call. They happen every month. And, you know, take that, take that up. And hopefully we can take some action as, you know, as a collective. Exactly. And then feed it back down to our audience. Exactly. And we'll give you updates after every call. Yeah. So definitely, definitely reach out to us in our yeah, social any media. any thoughts, to be honest. Anything, yeah, anything. Any like issues said, around the club, anything. Anyone who reaches out to, out to us on our socials will know, you know, we like to have a discussion. So, yeah, would love to engage with, with everyone. So, yeah, jump in the DMs and let us know. All right, let's get... Well, actually, yeah, before... Yeah, move on to the protest. Let's go on to the protest. So, as we were saying, making a change, having a, you know, one single voice... There are protests planned. The next one against the Albion. Yeah. Six thirty meet at the uh, Red Bull at Tavern. The, at the yeah, at the Tavern. And the Bull Tavern. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know, mate. You good. And uh, yeah, six thirty meet marching up to the ground. Yeah, basically the same as we saw last season, isn't it? Yeah, exactly, exactly that. March up, yeah. Um, and I was hearing some people, you know, but well, even during the Preston game, people get a run on the pitch. Apparently, against the Albion, people want to run on the pitch. All of these things, but you know, the ball, I guess, you know, the protests are starting up again. So that's a key a key point. If you want to protest, if you want to be a part of that, I think it's pretty much everywhere on social media, but six thirty meet and uh yeah. Check it out if you feel if you feel that's something you want to be involved in. I think we saw, yeah, the protest at the the end of the Preston game. We'll touch on that when we go on to the Preston game. Um, which we'll go on to shortly. Another thing I just want to mention at the Preston game, all for Arthur. You know, anyone who doesn't know the tragic, tragic story that Arthur, around Arthur, and yeah, I think what a touch and what a classy, classy piece from the club and the away supporters, to be fair, at Preston. All together in the sixth minute, clapping for Arthur. I think everyone in the ground knew what the game was. It's just a shame about the result. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. Massive shame about the result. Let's get into it then, mate. Let's get into the Preston game. Yeah, obviously, start with the lineup. A bit of a, well, I say right. exciting one, but it wasn't. Oh, it was just a massive rejig and yeah, something exactly. we haven't seen in ages. Yeah, not at all. And I just think it shows like desperate times, really. Yeah, 100%. You know, Eustace definitely was like, and he'd come out and said it, he tried something new. Yeah. You know, things weren't working. Maybe that is a symbol of, you know, how bad or how much things have shifted in the changing room that mm-hmm. he's thinking, right, I've got to do something here. But yeah, let's go through the team then. So Ruddy in goal. We, well, before I even say that, four four two was a formation. Yep. And you know what? I was happy to see it. I was happy to see the formation. What I wasn't happy to see was again players playing yeah. in what I think is out of position. So let's start with Ruddy in goal, right back Colin. In the middle, we had Sanderson and Long, and at left back, we had Trusty. Through the middle, we had Hannibal and Vilic, and then on the wings, you had Chong on the right, and Kadra on the left, and up top, you had Dini and Hogan. When I say players out of position, what I mean by that is Trusty. Trusting yeah. at left back. Even Chong, to be fair, on the right, but it's not as bad. Chong, was fine, I think, but yeah. then... Even the the midfield, Bielik and Hannibal playing as a flat two yeah. doesn't work for me. 
Kadra, I think, is best. I mean, actually, I was going to say he's kind of playing out of position there because he's more of a, a mm. cam, really. But Livewire. Yeah. yeah. He was like the... He was the only one that the shining light, I think, in the, in the performance, really. Yeah. And then, yeah, Hogan and Deeney playing their normal, you know, two up top. But, yeah, I mean, if we go back just quickly before we get into the actual performance, trusty at left back. Like the guy can play that position yeah, definitely he's because an he's an absolute athlete. Yeah. Right, there's no doubt I could play anywhere across the back four. I reckon he could play at CDM as well. The geezer's a machine, a unit, absolute athlete, baller. great player. But again, why, why, why are we playing him out there? Why are we playing and trusting? We've already seen Kevin Long, right? Whether Been he's out for up eight to the or whatever. Yeah, whether he's up to the mark or not, right? He's coming in with a lot of rust, and you can see it. Why put him in such an exposed position at centre-back? You know how good Trusty and Sanderson are. Yep. Play them at centre-back, and then at the wing-back or left-back, I know a lot of Blues fans you know, have their question marks around him, but you do have a left-back there in Longello. Yep. You do have other players that can play there. Yeah, I mean, Graham. I would have dropped. Yeah, I would have dropped long. I would have played Sanderson yeah, and Trusty. Give well. ourselves the solid, solid basis of them two, Ruddy in behind. Colin, yeah, our number one right back. And left back, we do have options. I wouldn't have given Trusty that. I would have dropped long. I think Bielik and Hannibal, again, everyone says it. And I have to say it's the truth. I've been the number one. Bielik fan, I think. I've literally called him the championships Patrick Vieira. Yeah. Right? Everything is like the linchpin or has been before Christmas or before that World Cup. Since the World Cup, it's almost like he got his place in the World Cup. He's playing to get that place. He's come back and he's almost like, well, I don't really care too much. And it does. It does look like that. Hannibal, I think... I said this to you. Maybe it's an unpopular opinion. Not enough output. No. Runs around like a Duracell bunny, yeah. You know, does does give it his all. But in terms of output, how much hype this guy had, how much you know, genuinely does have quality. He does have yeah, a yeah, lot yeah, of, of quality. He's an absolute baller. a good player. But in terms of the actual output that we get from him, and again, it's hard because in a better team, I was going to say, better I'll get players around him, yeah. With balls coming into him a and him not system, and him not having to fight yeah. for every single ball he gets, right? We, you know, then you might see the real Hannibal. Yeah. But in our team, his end product is few and far between. Yeah. Chongi to start the game definitely looked. You know, he had his moments, right? And he did look good out on the wing. He did cause them, you know, problems. He again was just fleeting. It was in and it was out. Kadra consistently was great. Yeah. I have to say. And if anything, again, you know, kind of let down by the rest of the team. Yeah. You know, he it looked like he was taking everyone on his shoulders. I know. And really penetrating down left the left. Position, you know, yeah. creating his own chances more than yeah. anything. You know, dropping really wide, giving players, you know, an outlet. You knew he was always available, always dropping. And what I really loved as well, if he did lose the ball or anything, you could see, right, instead of putting his head down or anything, he's straight back up trying oh, yeah, to win the ball back. He's chasing the ball out of play most of the time. 
Yeah. And then we go on to the front two, who were just literally lost. Yeah. It seemed like lost. Particularly Deeney. Especially the first half. I don't even think I saw Deeney touch the ball. Yeah, I know. You said that. We started off well. That's the frustrating thing about it. Yeah, I, I mean, think it was really, the first it was minute. Kadra. It was Kadra, yeah. the first, literally the first minute. Great little dribble. Uh, gets himself in the box. Shot, obviously, tough angle. Realistically, wasn't ever going in. But for a fan, for a spectator, great little watch. And it showed what he was made of, to be honest. Yeah. But yeah, as I said, we started off well. And I was thinking, okay, you know, yeah, this is different. Yeah, We're doing well. And then within 10 minutes, we go down. Yeah. And who's... Yeah, exactly. Maybe slightly harsh, but it's the header nodding back. I don't even think it was harsh. From long. He literally just... Yeah, it doesn't get enough on it. And yeah. he's heading it poor, back poor, poor, behind poor. him into the box, into the penalty area. Yeah. Are you just thinking, honestly, as soon I think as he's it done comes that... Hannibal goes out of the box, just bounces. Player just volleys it straight into the bottom corner. Um, like, great, finish. great finish. Give it yeah. to him. Great finish on the edge of the box. He's smashed it into you know the lower corner. Ruddy hasn't really got a chance. We're 1-0 down. And then it just gets worse. 15 minutes, they score again. And yeah. what a header, to be fair. Yeah, corner, near post, chipped, well, crossed into the near post and just a glancing and header. And he's glanced basically. it into the back far post again. Yeah. Why? Hard to see who's to blame. But I know, I know. I, I watched, obviously, watching the highlights back and it's like, Bielik looks a bit soft in terms of getting held back by a player. Yeah. Could have easily, I think, overpowered it if he tried a bit harder, ran out to the ball. And then I think it was Colin and Hogan even who who got there late. Mm. Um, obviously, the player's done well to meet it before the goal. Yeah. But even so, man, even so, yeah, we're covering the front post. That's fine. But there should be a player that's ready to get it when it's when it's getting to that first player. Yeah. We shouldn't be letting him get it at head height and glancing it across the goal. Exactly. Especially yeah. one nil down already. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, it was fairly early on into the first, well, into the second half that we made changes, really. I mean, you know, 62 minutes, you're bringing off uh, Long, which pretty much summarised his game. Yeah. Pretty much summarised it. George Friend came on. Uh, and Chongi went off for Juki. And we also had Bakuna coming on for Hannibal. You know, again, were there any surprises there? I don't think so. You know, maybe you'd argue, yeah, Chongi. But bringing Juki on, you could see. We had nothing more to lose. And mm. again, you know, in a weird way, you know, it's, and and, and Usis did come out at the end of the game, you know, saying, you know, I needed to try something. I feel like it screams like he was desperate to yeah, to kind of put a stamp on the game, 100%. to change things up, to freshen it up. I, know. I like how, again, he, he went attacking. Obviously, we had nothing to lose at that point. I like how he kept Hogan, Juki and Dini all on together. Um... And obviously, we did have more of the possession and stuff, but... Yeah, and more shots. The second half was definitely the better half. But again, you know, after they went up 2-0, even in the first half, you know, you could see they were almost like, yeah, "Yeah, we've done our bit. Yeah, exactly. We've done our bit. We'll sit back and defend and absorb the pressure. Even still, especially in the first half, there wasn't any attacking after the two goals. We conceded and we still sat back and just let them attack. Yeah, I think what was really interesting was... After the game, you um, used, I keep saying used this, 
John Ruddy came yeah. out and he said, you know, we could have had six or seven players in defence and we'd have still conceded. We could have had six or seven players up top and we still wouldn't have scored. Yeah. You know, and that just screams, you know, there's something going on. Yeah, yeah. In that change room, there's something morale-wise. There's, you know, there's like a, I don't know, there's a hump. Yeah, I mean, he's also obviously saying, I mean, basically the same point, but he's saying how the performances have been dire, how it's not good enough. It's another game of like sloppy mistakes. How we just get behind easy goals. We're just rolling over, exactly, and, letting teams and then we play. just let them play. Yeah, um, like I said, we made Hull look like Real Madrid. Yeah, and there's Hull. just and there's always just not a fight back until like I we know, randomly get late. a spurt of, yeah. of momentum in the 60th, 70th minute. Like, and again, we saw that you know Djukovic putting a goal exactly. back. When was it phase in like the 80th 83rd. minute? Third. 83rd minute, yeah. Yeah, yeah a, a good goal. Juki caused problems. Juki does cause problems. He throws his body around. You know, he's a strong physical striker, that target man. But again, you know, it's all too little, too late. Yeah. Why switch late. on at the end of a game? Why yeah. switch on in the second half when you've already been battered 2 0? Yeah. Yeah. No, it is, it is just frustration. And the worry it's is, is cool. like, you know, you can see Eustace is kind of, yeah. As he says, you know, we've been on the highs of the season. He knew there was going to be a yep. lull period and we're in it right now. But the worry is, is like... What's the fix? What's the fix? Because he's trying. Yeah, I know. He's put play, and, tra- and change of formation. And it's a formation phase that we've all been calling yeah, for, yeah, haven't exactly. we? Four, four, I do agree. Four, I four, do two. agree that um, I think it is made stronger, even though... I mean, Eustace clearly doesn't trust Longello. No. Um, yeah, it's very clear. But... I do still think it's a stronger team, whether it's just a temporary theme, but I do think it's a stronger team with Sanderson trusty in the centre and Longello on the left, or even, even though he's not my favourite, Jordan Graham on the left. Either way, I would I'd rather the take... Strong, yeah. Exactly. I'd rather take the little hit on the left defensively yeah. than having that centre weak. And we did see for the first goal... You know, Long wasn't having a bad 10 minutes, but then all it takes is that one mistake, that weak neck. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? That little crap header that he did. Yeah. And we're punished Back for into it the danger zone as well. Um, yeah, we paid for it. Yeah, it's... I mean, one note I wanted to say about the game. I know we spoke about it Go on. while we were watching it. And it's, it is the strategy of the team where, first of all, I hate oh, how yeah. every time it's kicked off, We've seen it with Sanderson, where it gets played back into Sanderson, booted out to the yeah. left wing. For some reason now, that job's gone over to Kevin Long. Yeah, who's got an even worse distribution. Yeah, I'm not sure why, whether he's pinging it around in training or what. He was enlisted with that last game. Um, either way, the strategy doesn't work, especially when you're hitting it up to the likes of Kadra, who's a yeah. small player anyway. Oh no, that's insane, isn't it? It is so insane. We're playing up to Kadra. Yeah, it's so insane. Um not only that, though, I just really don't like how, like you mentioned with the Hannibal stuff, I think that is spot on in terms of the strategy and letting players like that flourish, whether it's Bakuna in the middle, Bielik, whatever. Mm. The whole distribution comes from the centre-backs in terms of it's passed along or Sanderson, passed out to Trusty on the left, so predictable, Trusty on the left, looks to pass it to Kadra on the left, or flip it onto the other wing, Collins on the right, yeah, looking to pass it to Chong middle, on the yeah. right. There's never any play to Bielik, who's coming back to pick it up, and then looking to distribute it, giving a different look to their team. There's no playing through Hannibal, giving him the ball, letting him do something. Yeah, 
those midfielders in whatever formation, whether there's three of them, two of them, they're basically, you're just fighting to get scraps of the ball, whether it's an interception or yeah. whatever. Yeah. It's like a crossfire when they get the ball rather than getting passed into them with intention or anything like that. Mm. It's literally, they just get the ball here and there. Yeah. Agree. Which I don't like. I don't like. It's very easy for their teams to set up against it because all you have to do, you just, okay, keep the wings done and that's it. It almost looked like they didn't know how to play in a flat two as well. Yeah, exactly. There's so much gap in between them. Yeah. None of them dropped the deep to collect was, the ball. Hannibal was playing up more. Bielik was, yeah, around the middle, sometimes coming back a bit more. Bielik's been off anyway, but... But yeah, yeah it was just poor from both of them. Yeah, it was. It was. It just Hannibal wasn't good gets enough. another yellow. Yeah, I know. I mean, that is. I know. I said that, didn't I? I don't know if that's him out now. Yeah. Or or if if it's not, I think he's got one more yellow. Then he gets a ban. So. Yeah. All in all, like a really, really, really disappoint, disappointing and, game. Like you said, tense atmosphere. Yeah. We saw it build up to the point where. Obviously, like we saw again all last season in different games where they're crowding around the director's box and stuff. Mm. We saw a couple of fans get on the pitch. A little interesting note here. Again, coming from the Ruddy interview. Mentioned, obviously, the play- uh, the fans coming on the pitch and kind of gave like a player's perspective, really, on their kind of input or outlook of the ownership situation. And said that he shouted for the fans to get off the pitch and their response was, we want our club back. Obviously voicing what the protest was about. And, uh, yeah, I mean, Ruddy's input on it was basically, you know, it's out of our control. It's something the right that, to do that. that the players know about, but it, it doesn't really have an impact on them. They're still underperforming as yeah. a team um, and they need to get it on track. I'm hoping that is true. Because obviously you've had fans, loads of fans have been saying it, where is it the whole Max Code deal falling through mm. that's made the morale shift? All these different things, which, you know, have some legs to it, given the timing and everything. But I'm just hoping it is true, because it is. They, they are different compartments. Mm. And it has to have some effect. It has to have some effect. But I'd like to think, you know, can that cause us to go on five losses in yeah. a row? yeah. You know, the players are the players at the end of the day. Whether you want to show up to work or not, surely there's pride there and you want to put performance in. Yeah, definitely. Um, and either way, the top structure that they're facing, which is Eustace and his coaching staff, haven't changed. No, that's what I mean. In terms of where it's gone wrong, you know, it's so you just, as a fan, I'm scratching my head. Yeah, you know, that, and Eustace is as well, you can see. And as I think it screams when you saw him, you know, change up to four four two formation. Everyone kind of has been calling for him changing at sixty two minutes, pulling three players exactly. out, putting three new players in. You know, these are big bold moves. Uh, and he even said it after the game. You know, I tried to I tried something new. Um, so yeah, it's just dire times for Blues fans. But we've got to stick together. Yeah. Like we said, get in the DMs. Let us know things that we can take forward to the fan forums, and you know, hopefully, we as a collective, you know, the Two and Two podcast listeners, you know, we can all be one and you know, a unified voice, and yeah, we can you know represent, you know, ourselves in these kind of calls. So yeah, jump in them DMs. All right, guys, that wraps us up. Before we go, next game quickly, mm. fourth round in the FA Cup. 
Blackburn Rovers away. The club's put on free coaches. Tipping the hat to Mr. Yeah. Ian Dutton for organising that. Top, we man. know what happened uh, yeah, Forest last Green. time. So, um, yeah, kind of had to be done, really. Yeah, but, but still, still a nice great touch, gesture. Exactly. And, you know, just putting things right for the yeah, fans, exactly. I think, is amazing. Exactly. But, again... An FA Cup, that's why I'm kind of wrapping up the episode because FA Cup, yeah, who, who cares? We've got bigger things to fry. That's kind of how I see it. I mean, if anything, yeah, it's going to be another tough game, a tough team. Not a bad time to play them, though. I mean, their last game, 1-1 against Bristol City. Before that, a terrible result for them away at Rotherham, 4-0 loss. Uh, before that, in the FA Cup, they beat Norwich 1-0, a great result. And then before that, 1-0 win against Cardiff. So, you know, a mixed bag, really, of results. Again, the Rotherham one being a real, real bad result for them, 4-0 loss against Rotherham. Again, like I said in the Forest Green, all I care about, in the cup is that we don't get an absolute pace in because that drops everyone's head and it just will translate into a sixth defeat the following week against Swansea. It really will. Yeah. They're a tough side. Yeah. A good side, some great players in that team. There really are some great players. I'm just want I'm not bothered about the result at all. I know. Just, just put a, in a, just good, a good account or something that those players can genuinely hold on to and be like, you know what? That was that was much better and we've put those yeah. last five games or five league games behind us now and we are ready yeah. for Swansea the following 100%. week and that's the one we need to be looking for. I was to. gonna say, exactly, that's the thing. I mean, we won't preview that game, but if you look at it, quick look at the table, we're already we were saying how tight the championship is, and it's yeah. still tight, especially up at the top half. But, you know, we're sitting at 19th, 32 points. Swansea, 12th, 39 points. Mm. We can't let that gap get no, even bigger. No, it gets bigger and that bigger. That game against away. Swansea is huge, yep. really. You know, whether it's a okay. point or three, we need something out of that game because that gap is getting huge now. Mate, it's huge because if we lose, it's six league games know, on exactly. the bounce. It's crazy. It's massive for so many reasons. And, yep. you know, arguably the biggest one, again, morale. I mean, you just look at the championship table. I mean, we are on the worst form in the entire yeah, table. It's, it's insane. Last mate. place, it's Wigan. a lot of red. Yeah, it's all red. Yeah. If you just look at the last five games. I mean, Wigan have got a draw in their last five. That's better than us. Mm. That's yeah. better than us already. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's crazy. But Blackburn, exactly like you said. Just give us a good performance. Give us some enterprise. It's hard to stay upbeat, but we are doing our best. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Quick scoreline prediction. I'm genuine. Say, genuine prediction. We're yeah, not yeah, going optimistic yeah, yeah, we We're lose. going genuine. We lose is the prediction, but I reckon 3-1. Bloody hell. Oh, oh, the pasting. Yeah, I mean, it is a pasting. <laughs> There's no denying that. It absolutely is a pasting, but I'm hoping we get a goal. I'll take a goal as a win. Dire times, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It I'm, is. All right, I'm going with 2-1, a loss again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, man. Come on, Blue. It is, though. It is. It is a matter of... Give it us, man. Yeah, it give is a matter of... To... I'm playing for the Swansea game here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, know, it really mate. is. Can't emphasise that enough. Give us something to cheer about in terms of, you know, a decent showing 
against Blackburn. I don't think we'll get the result, but give us a decent showing and carry it forward to Swansea. That's it. Swansea should be like a cup final at this point. (laughs) Seriously. I know. know. Something needs to change in the league. Massively. And on that somber note, that wraps us up. Episode 80, yet another milestone for us. Huge thank you to everyone who's listened into this episode, got to this point. You are the real ones. As we said earlier on, we are you know, going to be attending these fan forum calls, Blues Trust calls. So please get in touch with us, reach out in our DMs, get in contact, let us know things that you want to see change in the club, how you think we as a collective, everyone who listens to this podcast, I feel like we're one big family. Yeah. So please, you know, get in contact and things that we can, you know, we can voice your opinions up on these fan forums exactly. and up in these fan groups. I mean, even, and, you know, make some real movement and changes. Yeah. Even obviously, hopefully when the website launches, you'll be notified. Absolutely, obviously, yeah. Get but in there, yeah. Even in terms of on the website, the plan is to have forums on there. So a lot of engagement, hopefully, from as many members as we can have. And yeah, literally a breeding ground of opinions we can take to the fan forum and all of that stuff. So 100%. Yeah, any input, whether it's on our socials or the website. um, Let us know, yeah. It's it's your voice as well as ours. 100%. So yeah, just a quick plug. Get us on Instagram at the Tilton Two. Yep. Twitter, Facebook at the Tilton Two. YouTube, the Tilton Two. Like, comment, share, subscribe. Yeah. And keep your eyes peeled for the yeah. for the website coming very, very soon. Again, thank you everyone for listening. Episode eighty in the bag. On to Blackburn Rovers. Fourth round in the FA Cup. Just give us a performance. Please. Just give us a performance. We'll be back same time next week. Until then. Keep, Keep rolling. rolling on.